welcome back to another very special unplugged episode of the podcast. Here with me today are Peer Ambassadors of Wellness, Grace and Justine. Hi, my name is Grace and I am a third year at Fresno State majoring in psychology. Hi, I'm Justine. I am in my fourth and final year here at Fresno and I'm majoring in kinesiology. Thank you both for being here. This is our, our second unplugged episode of the podcast here, a space where we're really approaching a topic with no filter. And today that topic is one that I think we all know, we all dislike, and that's stress. So to be honest, I can think of no better place to start this conversation than to simply acknowledge the fact that stress sucks. There's nothing fun about it. It takes a toll on us when we're in the midst of it. It's not exactly a pleasant thing. Yeah. Just like knowing that I have stress also stresses me out because I can, you know, acknowledge and feel that I have stress. And having that feeling just makes matters worse. It's like not even that I have enough on my plate or whatever it is, but knowing that I'm stressed makes me stress, which doesn't help anything. That's always, it's just, it's the worst. I think the other interesting thing too is, yeah, stress sucks, but it's not really something that I think we acknowledge in that way all the time. Because I was thinking the other day that, you know, what I noticed is a lot of people kind of treat being stressed as if it's like this great thing to like tell each other like, oh, wow, I'm so stressed today. Oh, wow, really? I'm stressed too. And I feel like it kind of ties into burnout culture with, with like this weird idea that we should be stressed all the time. And it's like this good thing for us all to be stressed. It's funny you say that because it's true. I think sometimes we wear it as this badge of honor, like, oh, how are you doing? Oh, I'm so stressed. I got so much going on. Like, isn't that so special? Like we hate it. And yet it's almost like brag worthy in some very interesting and sick kind of way. Yeah, I will definitely be the first to admit that I am one of those people. Like if you typically ask me how I'm doing, my answer is not kind of the typical, oh, I'm doing good. It's I'm busy. It's been a long day. I'm busy. I'm tired. I'm stressed. I've had XYZ going on. And that's been a lot for me to realize that that's something that I do. And that it isn't a badge of honor and me, you know, saying I only got five hours of sleep and had to be at work at 4am or whatever it is, is not really something I should be all that proud of. And that's definitely had to be something that I kind of be more aware of that I don't need to be putting myself in these situations and be causing myself more stress because I think it's something that I should be proud of. That's funny. I said something to my daughter the other day, we we're trying to get her ready for school and getting her out the door. And I said something about, I'm sorry, mommy's just really stressed. And she's like, what's stress? And I went, man, it must feel good to not know what that is, right? Like, I don't know at what age we learned what stress was, but boy, I I would love to go back to that age of not understanding it. That's funny that you bring that up because as a kid, I had like preschool and gymnastics and after daycare. And that was like the three things that we did as a kid to kind of keep us busy throughout the day. And I remember I was talking with my mom one day and I couldn't have been more than like four years old or something like that, four or five. And I told my mom, I was like, I don't think I can do gymnastics anymore. Like I'm just way too tired and stressed out. Like it's a lot to do in the day. And that was only three things. And I thought that that was like stressful and stuff. I just think it's so funny that that's what I thought, you know, was like being an adult and having like these long days and so many things to do. And it was just like, no, mom, I can't do gymnastics anymore. This isn't working for me. Not because I didn't like it, but because I was too stressed out. It was too much going on in the day. 
That's a really cute story. And I have to say, honestly, props to your younger self for even being able to acknowledge like, you know, I'm too tired. I need to let something go. Seriously, I think sometimes we have a hard time with that as adults. And yet your younger self was able to identify that and say, mom, we need to make an adjustment here, right? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, my younger self did not teach my older self very well with that, but I did at some point in my life. So maybe I need to take notes from my younger self and apply it to myself now, but I did it at one point. Well, and I think in some really kind of cruel and terrible way, I think there's comfort in knowing that we're not alone. So these things that cause us stress, they're not uncommon. They're often the same or similar or things that we can relate to. So let's just talk about what causes us stress. So for me personally, a lot of my stress in my life has stemmed from academics. So I've always been like a really studious person because that's something that I was raised with, like with a lot of emphasis on that. And honestly, a lot of that is from, I think, cultural pressure because I am an Asian American. And there's a lot of pressure for Asian Americans to do well in school, like to get straight A's and also be involved in a lot of things at the same time as getting those straight A's. So school has always been a major stressor in my life ever since probably like middle school. And so that is one thing that has caused me a lot of stress. Yeah, academics has been a big part of my stress. It wasn't necessarily something that I grew up with that I needed to get straight A's. I always, you know, had that pressure that I needed to do well in school, but it wasn't necessarily the pressure to, you know, get hundred percent on every test, but I am the youngest of four in my family. And then I'm also the youngest of all of my cousins and I have about 18 cousins. And so to be the youngest and going through school, it also, you know, felt like I needed to do all these extracurricular activities. You know, all my siblings were active and sports and clubs and all this other stuff, as well as my cousins were all involved in sports. And so that was something that I always continued doing was many sports, many activities, and then excelling well in those things and doing, you know, holding a leadership position in the club or, you know, getting MVP of my team or whatever it may be, as well as holding good grades and doing all these extra stuff. Basically what I would term as like resume builders was to have this great resume by the beginning of college. And, you know, that wasn't necessarily something that, you know, I really needed because it's not like I'm getting a professional job right out of high school, but it was something that I felt like the pressure was on me to do, even though it wasn't necessarily ever verbally said that pressure was implied almost. And even if it came from myself, from that internal pressure of just seeing my siblings, my cousins doing these things, No one ever told me I needed to do these things. No one ever told me I had to get B's and A's in school, but it was this implied pressure that came from that. And a lot of that was just me making these connections and making these assumptions without someone actually telling me, you need to do well, you need to do better, you need to be more involved. So it's interesting to kind of think about where is that stress even coming from? And is it something I'm almost kind of making up myself or is it coming truly directly from another source? I honestly think it's kind of both. Like, I think we are always our harshest critics. um, And I think we always have the most expectations for ourselves because I think a lot of stress just comes from expectations. I'm trying to constantly meet expectations or surpass expectations, whether that comes from yourself or an outside group or like societal pressures. So that's kind of like my take on that. Well, it's tough because I mean, ultimately you're trying to get yourself to a level ground and a space where you can feel comfortable 
and you can juggle and manage and, and push through things. It's just like this notion that like, it'll get better next week. Like I I've had this conversation many times with friends and colleagues where it's like, Oh, it's just really stressful right now, but just wait till after X happens, it'll get better. No, because then Y will happen. Like there's always something that comes up and ache the sooner. We kind of just say like stress is normal. So how do we deal with it and kind of keep moving forward in it? Let's talk about this. Where do you tend to feel stress or how do you know that you're feeling stressed? So I get a lot of like neck, shoulder and back pain. And this is not something that I always experienced like when I was younger, but I would definitely say towards the end of high school, this started to become a recurring thing. And at first I genuinely thought that like, oh my gosh, I think I injured myself or something because like, I like, I'm in so much pain and I'm so tired. And eventually I think I kind of just realized, okay, so every time that I have like a really big test coming up or like a performance coming up, then like these things start to happen. And so I realized, okay, so I'm not injured, like externally, I'm just extremely stressed. Yeah, I'm definitely the same way. I'll get right between like my lower neck and my upper shoulders. I'll hold that. And like my entire shoulders are like covered in knots because I'm usually stressed out a lot of the time. So I almost always have like tension knots, but I'll also, I'm about like half and half of like physically holding my stress and then emotionally holding my stress. I'll start to get a little bit anxious when I get stressed out and then very irritable. So I noticed when I kind of start snapping at others that it's kind of a sign that I'm a little bit stressed out and I'm kind of having that as an outlet to, you know, my friends, my family, and, you know, they're just trying to check in. They're just, they care about me and they're just want to see that I'm okay. And they're asking me that. And they're asking me, you know, how school's going and I'll snap at them and be like, it's fine. You know, it's, I've just got so much going on or whatever it is, but that those little snaps kind of are an indicator to me when it's like, okay, I'm stressed out. I'm taking this out on the wrong people. I need to take a step back. That's usually one of my best indicators that I try to get it to where it's not at that point. And I don't snap at people, but sometimes it just slips through. Yeah, I am completely the same. Like I get extremely irritable um, and I hate it because, you know, I know that I take it out on the wrong people sometimes. Like, for example, even like, like two weeks ago, I was getting really snappy um, with my partner because I was super stressed out. And luckily they do notice that that's a sign of me being stressed. And so honestly, they're just very patient and they like went and bought me a snack and they were like, here, I think you need to like eat something. And I was like, okay, thank you. And then I had to apologize, you know, because it's not that I'm angry with anyone. It's just that, you know, sometimes stress can just be a really overwhelming feeling. And honestly, for me, another thing too, tying into like how we emotionally deal with it. I found that I also get extremely overwhelmed at very minor inconveniences when I'm stressed. So like, even if it's not related to the thing I'm stressed about. So if it's like in the morning and I know I have a lot to do and I can't like find a hair tie or something that I'm suddenly like, oh my gosh, like everything's over. Like I, this is a horrible day. Um, and so I just get really like more stressed about those minor things that normally wouldn't matter. Yeah, that reminds me of what is the saying? Is it the straw that broke the camel's back? It's like, I have all this big stuff going on, but this one little thing, you just add that one little thing on and I'm done. I'm not getting anything else productive done. That was it. You know, that one hair tie or my favorite hair tie broke, whatever it is. 
and I'm done. I can't do anything else. And it, it has nothing to do with all the other big stuff that I should be doing or anything else. It's just all that added on that one little minor inconvenience and everything just goes to waste. Since we're going unfiltered today, let's talk about some of the crazy things we've said or done when we're stressed out. So one instance that happened, I don't remember exactly when it was or why I was so stressed. I think I just had so much going on with school and friends and everything. Kind of funny that it was a big thing in the moment. And now I can't even remember what I was stressed about. But I just specifically remember that I like walked into my kitchen and I grabbed like specifically a box of Cheez-Its and I started eating some. And then my dog walked in. I looked at my dog and I just started crying and sat on the floor. And she just like walked up to me and she was looking at my face and stuff. But I was just so stressed that I don't know why. Like I was just sitting on the floor with a box of Cheez-Its and my dog. That's funny that you bring that up because that definitely like made me remember this will happen multiple times. If I'm stressed, I do gravitate towards food because snacking is just like really easy thing to do. It's kind of also a reality check. It'll check me back in when I'm stressed. If I'm like going to the pantry and I grab something non-refrigerated, I eat it, whatever. And then I go and I put it back in the refrigerator. I can specifically remember multiple times that I put like chips in the refrigerator and I, one, will either notice it a little bit after I've done it or like later, an hour later when I go to open the fridge and there's the chips that I put in. And that's kind of a reality check that like, wow, I really was that stressed out and not paying attention to the things that I was doing because I was so distracted by whatever stress was going on that I put something non-refrigerated in the fridge or vice versa, like put the coffee creamer in the pantry. And then now I have no coffee creamer because it's been out for like five hours. We've been talking about this idea that like, we all experience stress. And I think even some of the things that cause us stress are very similar. But I think what's different is that we all perceive and take in stress differently. And we all have different thresholds in terms of how we handle it. Something that might cause me a great deal of stress could be a piece of cake for somebody else. Would you agree? I 100% agree. I think people have different ways of handling stress and people like or stress affects people in different ways. I remember in both high school and college, I had this friend and she was always doing so much. Like in high school, she was doing like robotics, orchestra, she had a job. And then in college, she was double majoring and had like two jobs and all this stuff going on. And she was stressed. Um, but I remember thinking, you know, I'm not really doing that much, you know, so I, I should be able to handle whatever I have on my plate because I'm not like double majoring and having like two jobs at the same time. But, you know, looking back, I think honestly, that idea of comparing your stress to someone else's is kind of ridiculous. Um, it's not a competition or like a one size fits all type of thing. Um, everybody handles stress differently just because someone might be able to handle something that maybe you aren't able to handle at that moment. It doesn't invalidate the feelings that you have. Well, I think on the other side of the coin too, there's also that where you can watch someone who experiences something that is in your eyes is very small and go, man, why are they stressing out so much? This is so tiny, but it goes back to what you said earlier, Justine, sometimes that's the straw. <laughs> that's that last little piece that broke the back. It's not the thing. Sometimes it truly is just that tiny little piece that pushed someone over that stress edge. And I think it goes without saying that stress that is prolonged, it can lead to a lot of really ugly things, right? When we look back at some of the stories we shared earlier, discovering that the creamer's in the pantry, yeah, that's not a, a pleasant thing by any means. But if we continue to be under so much stress, 
it can lead to a lot of ugly things. And I think ultimately we have to allow ourselves to find those outlets, to find ways that we can recharge our battery so that we don't get to that point where we're burning out completely. Finding those small moments, they don't have to be an hour, two hours, a whole day. Those things often are unrealistic. It's finding those small little moments that you can take that time to recharge your battery and do something that's going to help support you. So you don't get to the point where your battery is ultimately running out. And it, of course, for our listeners, if you need ideas on ways to practice self-care, check out our self-care podcast that we did from season one. I, or make sure you're just following us on Instagram and Twitter at FS Health Center. We're sharing a lot of tips, especially right now around stress, the barriers that we often face to taking the time for self-care and some resources and activities that are happening in the coming months to support your wellness as well. I want to thank you both so much. That concludes this week's podcast episode. We hope to see you all back here again next week for another conversation on health and wellness. Thank you.